0: Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it! Yo, yo, yo! Hey, everybody! I'm Chad Eckert, and that's Joe I'doni. This is the Preferred Lines Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Preferred Lines. Hey. Hey
1: you'll find us streaming my bad That's my bad i've got to mute this side every
0: monday night come on you rookie we'll get to you <laughs> in a second mr rousselin this is the fed or the uh, preferred lines podcast you can find us every monday night we're streaming live you can find us on itunes later we are partnered to, with the jock market actually i was gonna ask you rousselin are you on the jock market you're a stock guy you should probably be on this app
1: I'm going to be listening to what you guys have to say tonight. Okay. I haven't ventured over there, but I, I think uh, you guys might be able to talk me into it tonight. Let's oh, say it.
0: you will love it. And uh, let's talk about that quick. Joe, tell us about how we do that, how we sign up and what it's all about.
2: Sure. So I'll tell you what, Jason, this thing is right up your alley, bud. So it's basically a uh, stock market times fantasy golf. So you combine players uh, in real time for cash. So, for instance, um you know, I know you had a lot of your guys, Patrick Cantlay and Jordan Spieth last week. Now, what's tough ab- about, you know, draft kings and betting outrights is if they don't win, you get wiped out. You get nothing from it. Uh, jock Mark is a little bit different. So the shares pay out based on finishing positions. So you would have made a ton of money on Jordan last week. I had a bunch of seven dollars a share. He sold for, I think, 16. So made like two and a half X. Uh, Patrick Cantlay as well. I mean, he went for like 10 bucks a share, ended up selling for $18 a share. So it's a different sort of approach, a different sort of platform that's fun. Um, and there's a ton of different avenues to make money besides just winning first uh, first place in an event. So it's very cool. Um, I know that you're big into the stock market yourself. So I figured it was kind of right up your alley. It'd be a good time to have you on, kind of pitch it to you a little bit and our listeners. Uh, we got a little promo code down there, PL10, to get your first ten bucks free to to kind of get you started.
0: Well, and Jason, cool. what's good about it is that you kind of like those contrarian plays, and you can get them for cheaper on the market.
2: Big time. No,
1: no, no tell me. Just based off of finishing points, can you sell your shares at any really? time, or do yes. you have to hold it all the way to the end?
2: Nope. So it's all real time. So you can sell at any time, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, If your guy has holes left to play on the course, you can sell those shares as long as you have a bidder willing to buy them. So it will have your sort of profile up and it will say the highest available bid on that player. You can sell them at any time. You can also add to your portfolio as it goes on. I was able I was talking to Chad before he went on on Sunday morning. I added some shares of Maverick McNeely on Sunday morning. Yeah, he bought, bought my share. I
0: bought Chad's shares of him for sure. Uh and he ended
2: up finishing at 20 bucks a share. So uh it's fun, man. You can kind of keep the action going. Your your stuff's not dead and, and locked in on Thursday morning. It's a fun sweat throughout the rest of the week. It's cool. That's
1: awesome. I'll definitely check it
0: out. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, and just sign up with the PL 10 promo code and get 10 bucks for free. It's nice. Okay, before we get into the interview, before we get to the betting board, it's the Genesis Invitational. This field is stacked, it's a real tournament. With a real field. People care to be here. This isn't, this is something Adam Scott is going to show up for. Wow. You know, it's great. We got, we want to get to the names and the reasons, but we do this every week. We bring on a guest. That's how we start the program with someone, you know, with a job in the industry, a person smarter than us. And this week we have someone. That. I don't check, know. About check. That.
1: Let's not go that far yet. Well, Let's, you know,
0: know what? We have at least someone that's driving a bandwagon of the Jordan Speeth bandwagon. I do. That's DFS Golfer 23, Jason Rousselin. He's a contributor at Osimo.com, a creator of content. Someone who is on Twitter and who has developed a little bit of a shtick for brands. You're a brand guy. You kind of have a Jordan Speeth brand. Hey, but not just golf, Jason. You are a Disney guy. We know you like the mouse, Mouselin. And then you're a stock guy too, like we just said. So you got some shticks. Who are you? Where can we find you? And why are you the way that you are?
1: Well, I think you kind of just nailed, you know, three pretty pretty unique areas about me, if you will. Um, you know, Jordan Spieth—that's kind of my fan side, right? We're all a fan of something, you know, whether it be the fan of Tom Brady, a fan of teams. Jordan Speed, kind of my guy that I'm a fan of. Patrick Cantlay, another one that I'm, I'm a fan of. And Colin Morikow is kind of like my new guy that I'm a fan of, right? He's not necessarily new anymore. But really, and I told you this, Chad, you know from, from our interview from about a year ago, the Speed love really blossomed because my wife really liked him. So I started to play him. And then I noticed people that play DFS as well started to hate him. So I'm like, well, wait a minute here. We've got, we've got, my wife loves the guy. Everybody hates him, and I love his style of golf because he does have one thing, and I think everybody knows this, and that's probably why people hate him. He's got a skill that very few possess. He can hit 50-footers with ease rather than, like, at a tour average. No, no, this guy's, like, what, 10X on a 50-footers. On a so I love that skill. You know, I love you know Tiger Woods for that. He, he's got a skill. I love Michael Jordan for that. You know, you can see Jordan in the background of me. It's just they have something that nobody else does, and, and certainly speed for a while had it better than everybody in every category so he was winning at rates that we knew weren't going to be sustainable but uh, i still think that he's going to obviously contend every april no matter where he is because he's that good at golf um even as bad as he's been he's still been able to compete so that's the speed side the disney side that's kind of the me side right um i learned a a brand you know I've, i've got my mba so i did a lot of studying you know a lot of reading in that um and Everybody needs a brand. So I just kind of incorporate all these mega brands uh, into my own personal brand, if you will. Um, and, you know, there's the sensitive me side that uh, <laughs> loves the Disney movies, loves the good storytelling. That also can get me into a little bit of trouble with the trolls on on Twitter. <laughs> uh, we won't bring you know, that up. Yeah, it's kind of all part of it, though, right? It's, it's kind of all, all part of it. And, That's why
0: uh, I said you're a creator of content. You know what you're doing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's all it's it's all part of it. And and listen, you've got some great questions at the end that kind of go into like, okay, there's the statistical side of it as well. But yeah, it's all part of it, right? If you're not a brand and not putting out something that people want to listen to, um, then they won't, right? <laughs> you,
2: well, listen, Jason, speaking of uh, storytelling and telling a good story, give us a little glimpse into your story of last week at Pebble Beach, uh, your Speeth Can't Lay Sweat down Sunday. Uh, give us a little glimpse behind the curtains and what was going on at your household Sunday afternoon.
1: Yeah, so it was, it was a really good week in the stock market. So the nice thing about DraftKings is they offer, <laughs> they offer many opportunities to enter 150 lineups. So yeah. I saw an opportunity after a good week to throw some money on my guys. And so it first starts off with, there's a couple of things that go into it. Number one, I felt they were the two best players in the field. I don't think that very often. Speeth hasn't been good, but he showed signs at waste management that were unavoidable in my eyes. Watching this guy literally hit every golf shot for the last five years because he's always on TV. I knew something was changed, so I, I was comfortable going into him. Cantlay, obviously best player in the field. I knew I'd alienate Berger, which is why I bet him on the side, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. I, I hedged my position there, but also in addition, it was the salary distribution, right? So Cantlay and Speed actually gave a decent amount of salary left, and on a lot of my other core plays like Revi, Gim. Kyle Stanley a little bit, but um, uh, Nick Taylor. A lot of those guys were in my core last week, and with the salary distribution between Cantley and Spieth, I just got a lot of those connections. Will Gordon and Akshay Batia also were two big plays. So when you throw that in, I was able to get Neesmith Smith and Harmon, um, but no Burger because if you put in Burger with those two. 6,300 salary left, and I don't know if you can count three guys that made the cut under that price.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you if you did that. I was going to ask you also, do you do this often on DraftKings where you go all in on something, or is this kind of was like a little bit of the middle finger to those people that were telling you we dare you to do it?
1: Yeah, no. The, the, <laughs> the funny thing is is that this tournament specifically is where I'll do m- – this more often than not i did it with dj last year i mean who didn't i think i was like 85 or 90 and 60 percent speed it, it really depends on the field um okay again daniel berger was a guy that i still got access to in, in other contests. right obviously not that one probably prevented me from winning it because i had a good player pool outside of them as well but again uh it's it's tough to say um I've always wanted to do it. You know, it's not always about the money, so I've wanted to do it. I felt this was the best place. This week, I know it's probably going to be a question. I don't know if I can do it because there are 30 <laughs> good golfers in the field. There's not just two. I really felt Speeth and Cantley were the two best players in the field last week.
2: I want to ask you something a little bit off script here, but in terms of building See, I, I play three lineups um, every week. Sometimes I'll venture into four, but, like, I kind of tinker and sweat and, like, I try to take my time, and it takes me – I'm probably sitting in the app for 45 minutes to an hour and just building these three lineups. How do you go about building 150 max lineups? Are you just picking Spieth and Cantlay and then running sort of a spreadsheet on all your available combinations with them and then mass – like, how talk to the people about how you go about uh, mass entering a contest like that.
1: Yeah.
0: So promote Optimo, obviously. Right.
1: Yeah. So um, here, the the great thing is, is this PGA DFS has such a unique factor that it's, it's six individuals going up against each other, right. In, in basketball and other DFS sports, it's, it's totally unique. And five years ago, when I first broke in, there was this site called the fantasy fanatics. I think I brought it up in our interview uh, chat a year ago or not, but, it, the guy's name is ryan Plasco, and he used to work and now he works for fantasy labs fantasy labs acquired the fantasy fanatics and what it did was it it allowed you to put in your own weightings and stuff and, and it, it spit out ratings and that ratings would give you the best players right so that kind of got me interested in wow hold on i can build a lot of different combinations he allowed me to do it quickly then obviously as things matriculated now i use fantasy cruncher uh which has a partnership with osmo where i work so it's it's obviously easy for me to use that platform and it's the same concept. He takes the ratings. And what I do is I use Osmo's base ratings because he's obviously proven to be some of the best in terms of producing an algorithm of projection of points that is, is pretty pretty darn good if I'm not trying to gloat too much. But <laughs> obviously, he's, he's pretty successful, as we all know, um, pretty much whatever sport he does. So I use those as a base. And like something like last week where he was lower on speed than I was, it's really simple for me. I just go into the ratings column. I move it up. And then I just press 150. And what I'll do through those 150, Joe, because I'm like you, I would tinker over. And I do. I tinker over my higher dollar lineups. My uh-huh. MMA stuff, I try to control. I try to limit the control that I have other than putting in the player pool that I want. I'll click the 50 guys that I'm comfortable with in my lineups. That's pretty much where I am, maybe 60 in a given week. And I'm, and I'm comfortable. Like if I get 20 different combinations of Batia, uh, speeth and cantley, like I had last week, that's good for me. I don't even care what they are. That's good. I, I just want those combinations.
0: So are you mainly only playing on DraftKings? I mean, can you get enough action on FanDuel? I don't have a FanDuel account. I'm not interested in having one. Uh, no. But tell yeah,
1: us what the benefit different.
0: is having a FanDuel and DraftKings. It's the difference.
1: Yeah, I think salary cap is the biggest difference. On FanDuel, if you hit your, low, uh, your low-priced your low guys, like you know your Gordons, your Batillas, that those guys, when they actually play well – you can open up and you can roster a lot more studs. Mm. So if you can hit your studs, if you're really good at hitting your high price guys every week and you can match it up with the low price, there's enough to win. And I mean, 25 k to first for a $7 buy-in, $5 buy-in, that's, I mean, that's a pretty good chunk of change to me. I mean, it gets me into the other contest, you know.
0: Dude, this guy is, is tilting your Mickey Mouse tilted picture. Oh, sorry. Jeez. I yeah. didn't
1: even know. I, I actually... Thought- <laughs> <laughs>
0: there, we go.
2: there we go All right, there you go a real owl he's in here a lot another one uh, I know I'm kind of going off script here but so I actually during the winter break when kind of golf was dead there over the holidays I listened to Chad's sort of best of interview series okay. um, and one thing that like I pulled from that more than anything and I mentioned this to Chad on the first show we came back with was a comment that you made um, during your interview series thing with Chad and that's that um, your sort of take on course history and it really stuck with me and you didn't say necessarily that it's the end all be all or anything but what you kind of alluded to was uh, people that say the course history doesn't matter is bullshit and you talk to any tour player and they'll tell you differently they will straight up tell you that there's places that they like and places that better suit them and they like going back to every year. And I agreed with it. And I, and I have kind of weighed that a little bit more into uh, my philosophy this year, in terms of course history, it's what landed me kind of on read at farmers and things like that. So are you still keeping that as, as a bigger factor than you would say most do in terms of uh, course history?
1: Definitely. Uh, I I think that the unquantifiable in the game of PGA DFS uh, is where I get my edge. Now, The unquantifiable doesn't work every week, right? You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. the course history, like Charles Howell never missing a cut at Farmers. We finally missed one, right? You know, it doesn't always work, but because the masses don't believe in it, there's an edge there. So, like, you know, I know Kevin Sherman was a popular play last week. There was no edge to be had there, right? But there certainly were other ones. Maverick McNeely lives on the freaking golf course or lived on the golf course. I mean, I know when I lived at at my golf course, uh, when I lived in Rhode Island, I became the club champion and I'm not that good. Like I was a (laughs) 1.6, but I lived on the course. I knew every break. I played it every single day. There's something to that. Um, And I know that it's, again, unquantifiable. And that's what I believe makes it hard for people to wrap their heads around. Well, so then
0: you use stats because, I mean, obviously you use stats. If you're an com guy, you've got a model. I'm sure it spits out names. This strokes gain stuff this week was a big topic. Oof, man. Do, do topic. you have any opinions on strokes gain statistics? Are you using them in your weekly process? Do you trust them?
1: So, for me, the the weekly process uh, that I have, it, it, the content that I created, awesome Osmo goes into the weekly process. So I always start Saturday or Sunday, looking at base stuff, the field, the course, and because I've been doing this for I think you know five years, I look like four or five years I'm going on now. I know most of the courses by now. I'm going to be honest. Like Riviera, you know, I know every hole pebble, obviously. I mean, who doesn't plus I play all the video games too. I've been playing, you know, tiger woods, PGA since 2000. A lot of these courses are on there. Um, But that's my base stuff. And then the data stuff. I wait until Monday, Monday evening, because you guys know there's so many field changes every week. I wait to look at the data until Monday. That's when I'll do all my data gathering. Again, my content goes coinciding with this. So, I'm doing research as I'm writing my content, uh, because when I write it, I'm trying to frame to people what I'm going to do, because that's I'm, I'm not trying to steer people away. I'm trying to steer people to what I'm doing. If you lose, you will lose with me. If I win, hopefully you're going to win with me. I mean, that's kind of the whole goal in this. Um, at least that's how I've always thought it. Maybe I've given up an edge. People always ask me, do you think you're giving an edge, giving your plays away? I don't think so, because are you going to have 150 speed lays? <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so no, no, to to let <laughs> no, no, so to go to stroke scan. I apologize. To go to stroke scan, I yeah. think it's important. I use it more as a confirmation basis. Do I make my yeah. own model? No, I, yeah. I use Osimo's ratings that he uses in his model and use stroke gains as a confirmation basis.
2: Do you so let's kind of shift gears this week to Genesis? Um, you mentioned obviously you hit last week as kind of an outright play um, top of the board this week. Anything stick out to you? I mean, obviously we got a lot of big names, but there seems to be one really big name way up there at the top in kind of his own, uh, his own stratosphere. What are your thoughts up there?
1: Five and a half to one uh, to win any golf tournament is a little stretch last week at four to one. I thought it, you know, it wouldn't maybe that bad. Five and a half to one though, with every other good player in the world except for Simpson and Hatton, which not on this golf course would they even compete. Probably, no offense to them. Maybe they would. I don't know, but they're not here for a reason. Eight of the top ten though, I don't think he should be five and a half to one. I think there's plenty of value in literally any other name. You know, if Shofflay, DeChambeau, you know, pretty much above Kepka, and you can even throw in Kepka, decent value. I don't think he's terrible. Anybody above him and below DJ, I think you're you're looking pretty good this week.
0: So you do a lot of DraftKings. We kind of know you as a DraftKings daily fantasy player more than a better, for example, you know, for For whatever reason. Do you have a card each week? Do you develop a betting card? Do you do top tens at all? Do you play head-to-heads? How are you betting on
1: golf? So access is very important here in, in, you know, in Florida. Obviously, that's where (laughs) I reside. I can't go on DraftKings where, you know, a lot of my money is held. Now, granted, do I still have the access um, to be able to bet? Uh, Yeah, I mean, of course, there's plenty of ways we can. It's not super efficient, obviously. It's getting better. Someday it'll be actually legal where I'll be able to do more of this. But, no, it's a very small card because it's a little easier for me to manage with the stuff we have to. It's more used as a hedge. Um, Like Mm -hmm. for last week, when I have 150 Cantlay's speed and the only other good players are, say, Berger and Casey – I'll bet them and cover my, you know, try to cover my entry fees or at least a percentage of it, and then I'll try and hit on the the uh, young kids. I love betting on the young kids before the books adjust to maybe their long what their actual long-term value is. You know, Morikawa, Wolf, and Hovland. I remember just absolutely crushing when they first came on tour through Wolf's first win and Morikawa's first win. It was um, probably the best betting I've ever done. So I like doing that, but. Once DraftKings comes legal for me, it'll be a lot easier for me to manage to go right into that that portion of the app. You know what I mean, and uh, you know, and not have to worry about my sister in Pennsylvania doing it for me or something. Like
2: that. <laughs> yeah, I've been waiting patiently as well because they lay some juicy odds out there that I just can't get. Um, but their
1: access is so much better. I mean, I I look at them all, of course, and the uh, the stuff that you can bet that you know the fun ones, the speed yes. play stuff. I would have had last week, so. It's access, guys. That's.
2: Really nice. I want to ask you about long shots, and maybe yeah. not so much in terms of a, a betting car, but maybe for you, kind of think about it, guys, in the six K range. So I've heard a lot of talk this week um, about guys that saying, you know, it's just going to come from the top. It's a very top-heavy field. Don't waste your money on long shots. But if you look, you know, four of the last ten winners here have been hundred to one or more. There have been some long shots who have cashed out here. Has anybody kind of got your eye this week?
1: Yeah, so I think that the this moving up to an invitational status will probably if I had to say will probably mitigate those long shot winners over the over the time. But even so, like last year we had Sung Kang come in second place, right? Actually his yeah. second time he's done that. I I think that there's value still in the top 5 and top 10s, even maybe more so because the field is so strong, right? We know we're still going to get, you know, some random winners or random good players, right? Well, I think those odds are juiced up. Like this week, I think I saw Sun Kang at 500 to one. Well, I don't think he's going to win, but when you go throughout the board, it doesn't look half bad. So um, in a situation like this, I would, uh, I definitely like to look at at those long shot odds. And in terms of DK, if you want to roster two or three of those studs, you're going to have to fall in love with some of those guys this week. Yep.
0: Let's talk about your, um, I don't know, what are, they, what are you, a board of, you're on the board of directors. You're uh, the president of these. Fan <laughs> oh, I got a good one for
1: this. This is good. I've got, yeah. I've got this for you. Yeah.
0: Jordan Spieth, you're the head of that fan club for sure. You have been for years taking a lot of SHIT the last few, but you're there. You're on Cantley as well. You've been on that. I've seen you. You had your arm around him before we even barely recognized him. He looks so young. And then Morikawa, you've attached your, you know, you've hitched your wagon to that guy too. So what, if you, they're all here this week. Are you are you betting on them? Are you planning on going a little heavier on DraftKings on one or the other? Do you have a preference for your children this week?
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, the way I would say it is uh, my, my wife gets Speed, I get Cantlay, and the kids get Morikawa. That's <laughs> kind of how I list <laughs> um, yes. them. I like that. So um, in terms of this week, actually salary structure, not that bad. I think 9200 for Speed. nobody will want to pay given given Victor Hovland's at 8700 right? Sure. Um, if we're talking specific to DraftKings, of course. Uh, in terms of betting, um, Cantlay it needs to miss a cut to win, right? Isn't that how it goes now on the PGA? Oh yeah, yeah. I guess that is the new pattern. That's the new trends, if you will. Uh, no, but really, Cantlay coming home. You know, obviously he lives in the LA area or from here. So, if I had to bet an outright, it would be Cantlay. But Morikawa, thirty-three to one. The last time we saw him over thirty to one was PGA Championship, yeah. right up the road. So. He cashed out for us last time at this value. I think Morikawa probably gives you better value. I would assume Morikawa will win again before Spieth. But what do you guys? Think? I wanted to ask you, Morikawa and Spieth, who wins again next? Not a major, just a golf tournament.
2: Ooh, Morikawa for me. Yeah, I don't
0: know why you would think Spieth would. Why the hell? You, we need to ask you. You're the truther. Yeah. Now, are so you going to the- Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
1: Colon- if he doesn't win at Colonial, what is he even doing?
0: Well, so is he going to compete at Augusta?
1: Of course, definitely.
0: So as a 25 to one number right now, is that worth it?
1: Well, I mean, what's he going to be the week of? What would – so that's it's, – it's interesting. I was talking to um, somebody that doesn't really bet that much, and I was explaining that, hey, you could bet futures. And he's like, what would he have to do from now until then for it to be even less? Win a golf tournament? Well, you guys kind of mm-hmm. just told me you don't think he's going to do that. Right. So if we don't think he's going to do that, I think he's going to miss the cut at the players like he always does. I don't know that I need to rush into it. If Now, if he wins this week, he'll be 12-1. to 1. Sure. Okay, well, I think I'll wait and see.
2: Yeah, me too. I think I'm waiting and seeing. So you kind of gave us a little bit of a runaround there in terms of your three children. I'm going to put you on the spot. Preferred play of the week. You got to pick one of them. Who wins?
1: Who wins?
2: Yeah, who wins this oh, week? Cantlay. Yeah, Cantlay. Okay.
1: yeah. Who am I rostering on? DraftKings might be a different question because people have not wanted to play Morikawa lately, so I'm interested there. I'll see if that continues. Okay. You could go 100% percent Kawa Cantley. You could probably go 100% percent Kawa Cantley speed. 6,800 left, something like that?
0: Yeah, that's Who's a little bit. Let's see
1: how the trading week goes. I'll give update on that on
0: Wednesday, <laughs> dude. We love it. We'll follow you on Twitter at dfsgolfer23. And uh, hey, hopefully, uh, one of those weeks you cash the mega profit and you take it down. That was great content, either way. It was exciting and entertaining. I was following by Carious, yeah. Thank so. you guys, thank
1: you for following. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was hey, at, least a, at least a little bit of profit, right? At least we snuck away with it, yeah. Out. Oh my
0: <laughs> god, the cool. entertainment value!
1: Oh, <laughs> Well, Sorry. guys, thanks so much for for having me on. Um, at you know, uh, I think we pretty much covered uh, covered the outline. Thanks for the outline. Jeez,
0: yeah, enough. dude. Hey, yeah, you know, we're we're a, we're a real program here. We're a structured. <laughs> uh, but you do content, you do shows. Tell us where the next time you're going to be on the internet and talking names.
1: Yeah, YouTube. Uh, just go to the YouTube channel at Osmos YouTube channel. Sorry, Osmos YouTube channel. You can find pretty much all my stuff there. Um, I produce one piece of written content. So if you're a written guy. Go ahead to Osmo.com backslash PGA. You can find me there. And, uh, of course, podcast, we've we've got everything that I do in podcast format as well. So, you drive for work or just like to listen uh, and don't want to look at my ugly face, I totally understand. <laughs> Check out the pod- podcast format. Oh, we got some
0: people chiming in. Alex is oh, on. what a crew. Look at this yeah, crew. Buddy. Yeah, buddy. What's up, Alex? <laughs> Alex and, uh, George wants a- to know if that Mickey Mouse in the back there is Cantlay and Speeth's love child.
1: Oh no, this is Sorcerer Mickey, man. Sorcerer <laughs> Mickey came way before those guys. That's insulting, George. <laughs> <don't know> <laughs> you <say laughs> I actually meant to change up my comics though, in the background. I was supposed to, I was supposed to keep it more more, you know, uh what new so I was supposed to have one vision up there but Oh sure.
0: Well, you're in a work in progress, whatever. <laughs> we'll have well, you back. We'll have yeah, you back hey, on remember, at the end of the, you know, sometime yeah. when you get your background updated and we'll bring you back
1: on. Sounds great, guys. Thanks again for having me on. We
0: appreciate you, man. Thank you.
1: Cheers
0: out. There he goes. Jason Rousley, that's uh, at DFSGolfer23. You can follow him there and uh, get his, you know, screenshots. It's, that was entertaining as hell. He had $750 in one contest for 150 lineups. Yeah. And was all in on Spieth and Cantlay. And it was juicy, the drama, because we saw Cantlay came out blazing. Speed had a bunch of luck box chip-ins and whatever else. And then, so he's going into the final round, Jason, with 20K as a screenshot. Like, that's exciting. You've been there.
2: Yeah, you got to respect the commitment to the brand there. Good dude. Appreciate him coming on. Um, Good talker, too. Fun to talk.
0: Yeah, uh, but let's get to this betting board. Joe, sir. Let me crack. share the screen. Okay. If you're following on iTunes, I apologize because you're not in on this action here. I'm gonna show this DraftKings sports book. There are other sports books that you can go to and use and sign up for. We don't have a relationship with anyone, so I'll just yeah. show you this. Oh, like he mentioned, like we all mentioned, we all know this is the top of the board. You tippity tip top at Dustin Johnson. I've seen it floating towards six, so you you know. Wait a little bit longer if you like DJ this week, and I think it might creep down a little bit further. But you got John Rahm, you got Rory, JT, Xander, Patrick Cantley, Bryson, all kind of just stair-stepped. DraftKings
2: sports book, most of these books, they don't know what to do this week. They're confused. What are you doing, Joe? So I when I first saw it and cracked open the board. I was thrown off a little bit by just the seeing DJ up there kind of all by himself as the only one in single figures, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I thought about it a little more, and I think it's actually a fair price if you're willing to pay it. Uh, Look, he's won in those last 15 tournaments. He's won five. He's (laughs) won one-in-three clip, and he's got like four (laughs) seconds that you can mix in there as well. (laughs) So he's just so dominant. I mean, if he's winning one out of every three, uh, plus 550 would, in terms, theoretically, be pretty good odds. And he won, won four years ago story, here. Um, I think it was Justin Ray or EPAT or someone who had the tweet with his strokes gain stats here, and he's, like, blowing mm-hmm. away the field in every category across the board. Mm-hmm. Just kind of staggering to me. Like, I haven't – like, we've seen guys plus 550, plus 600 before occasionally – but there's like not Webb that big of a gap. Like, He's basically yeah. two and a half times the price of the next best guy on the board. Um, so it's not for me, but I don't disparage anyone. If you want to run to the counter and say, here's all my money. I want to put it all on Dustin Johnson this week and I'm going to ride it out with him."
0: because you could write that course history for him. I mean, or that, you know, It's a course history course. Data golf's out there saying like, oh, you thought last week at Pebbles course history course? Oh, wait till you see this place. And DJ has dominated over the last five years. You mentioned it, the strokes game stats on every category. First, 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 first. first. But he's 10th, 9th, 16th, first, fourth. I mean, he's showing up. He's having results here. So maybe you do that, but I don't know. I can't stomach it. I could just switch down to this teen, teenage year people
2: yeah i've um, got two guys under 20 to 1 this week which is unusual do do? for me yeah Ooh, i don't know
0: because i got one of these names and i'm thinking about adding another but i am a little bit nervous
2: so the first one i got um is john rom hmm. i took him 12 to 1 look i just wow really- you bought the 12 Twelve, yeah. So when I was looking at it at my book, it was Rom, it was Rory, it was JT all at 12. And I just see the value in Rom there. He's obviously got an affinity for California. He's got an affinity for Poet Greens. He is in, I mean, he's, he's as good as anybody talent wise. This seems like a perfect setup for him on a match of, um, Everything, right? Iron play, driving, uh, short game, putting on Poa, grass, course history, all of that seems to line up for Rom. And you look at the past couple weeks where he's been in the field, he's been. His odds have been lower than those guys, than Rory, than JT. You go back to, um, what was it, waste management, and he was two, three, four points lower on the odds boards to them. So when I saw them all three at the same price, my initial gut was, I can't do it on DJ. I'm going to take the next best guy in the field, which I think is John Rom. And seeing that he's the same price as these other guys, can't I'm blame in you. this week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can't blame you on that because I was uh, talking to Eric on the Fantasy Golf Pod Sunday Night Program. We do. We predict the pricing. We talk about the speculate who will be priced at what level, and we knew DJ would be at eleven three four five or whatever. He's eleven three. We thought yeah. for sure Rom would be next. We weren't sure if he would be right. in eleven or you high, had to. high right? And then what do we got? We got Rom at like ten four or something crazy right. on DraftKings. So you could get a savings on Rom. I might even use him on DraftKings a lot more than I would maybe want to bet him. I'm leaning. JT, if I was gonna do one of those names at the top, because of the motivation factor of his grandpa so dying, close. you know, I, I, I feel like he has been just like Xander. He's been right there, so yeah. like he he, I mean, it's a matter of time before JT gets a win. I think he might do it. I think he's motivated because of the sponsorship dropping and his grandpa dying and all that stuff. So I I, I like JT. I you know if I'm gonna go on one of these guys, Joe, then does that mean you gotta go more of your bankroll then? Because absolutely. yeah see if I'm gonna put the house on a JT I gotta I gotta double my mortgage. I gotta put 20 bucks on that thing or something.
2: <laughs> no absolutely yeah I hit Rom pretty uh heavy handed um like I would do, like I would bet a football game really like I bet the Browns on a Sunday. So I yeah. want to get um you know what I try to do and we've talked about this before is Um, set a marker in your head of what you want to win on an outright bet. Now that could be 500, that could be a hundred, that could be a thousand, that could be 2000 in bet to win that amount. So if you're, if your marker is you want to win a thousand bucks then you've got to put like 80, 80, some down on John Rom this week. The other guy that I took, uh, one is the first guy that I bet before I bet Rom, and it was Patrick Cantlay. I thought his okay. price was going to be lower than that. I was expecting 14 to 16 to 1, and I liked it then. I've just – the form is incredible. He just hasn't made enough putts when it mattered, but he's broken the course record at the last two events that he's teed it up on. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. has a great track record here out in California, and he said some things in the past that struck me when talking about the RIV, and it's that um, it's the type of course that just forces you to hit Be patient and hit the smartest golf shot over and over and over and over again. And the problem with most of these guys is they can do that for three or four holes, but they eventually break. And that's when (laughs) this course gets him. And that's when he double bogeys. But Cantlay is so laser focused and he has the ability to mentally tune everything else out seemingly um, can kind of frustrate his opponents, and he's just been playing so well. I feel like he's right there. I feel like this is a great place. I love his short game just like I love ROMs and sort of scrambling around this course because par is going to be good on a lot of holes. Um, so I usually don't reach under this range, but I'm taking two guys, and, and like you said, I'm going to have to adjust the rest of the card because of that and, and lay a little lighter through the uh, mid-range.
0: OK, let's go there and let's ask you then if you are going to lay any lumber on Tony now at 22.
2: No. So you just have JT, right? Is that right? Under 20 to one? You know, I'm I do at the current moment and I'm I'm considering the Bryson bet.
0: I like i was going to ask
2: you. I just had a feeling you were going to be like like Bryson this week for some reason.
0: Well, I mean, there's not a lot to not like about Bryson. I have been trying to do the thing where you catch a guy after a week or two of playing instead of trying to get on a guy that I don't know where the hell Bryson's been. I mean it may not matter ultimately, he may be rested and that could help. I don't know. But I feel like having seen a guy versus not seeing a guy, like I'd rather do that. And I've seen Xander, I've seen J T and I've seen Cantlin. We've seen them do things. So then to bet on Bryson it made me you know, it makes me hesitate, but the number that's just better for Bryson than it is these other guys at 12. Yeah. I can't, you know, so I can't argue the number there. Maybe you maybe bet the number over anything like we did last week with burger. when you saw the DJ dropped out, but whatever. So, but no, Tony Finau, no thanks, but we did just win money on Brooks when he was I like know. 45 to one, but now we got 25 to one in this field. And I'm not sure his motivations.
2: Do you have any Brooks bets? No, I didn't bet Brooks. And honestly, 25 to 1 is probably the best value on that board. It's okay. a mistake of a number. Um, he can easily go in and win this tournament. He's playing well. He's re- got renewed confidence. He plays California well. He was second at Pebble. He was right up there at Harding Park until the end. He just won over there, down there in Arizona at Waste Management. He plays good on poa Grass Greens. It's an approach and a ball striker's uh, paradise out there. I think it's a really good number. I just I usually get like a feeling about Brooks and I have a pretty good sense of when he's when is a good time to bet him. I've been pretty fortunate in that over the last couple of years. I'm just not feeling it this week, but I can't fault anyone for running to that. I mean, how he could be higher on the odds boards than Tony Finau to me is crazy. And Bryson <laughs> even Bryson, even that's that's a great number, too, if you want to. bet. OK, so let's go back. Like you said, in terms of a lot of times they talk talking football about, don't bet the team, bet the number, sure. right? They say that in NFL all the time. You don't bet the Seahawks; you're betting the Seahawks because they're plus six and a half. It's the same thing with Bryson. Go back three months ago um, to the Masters, and right before then, and he was gonna be—he was the favorite in every field. He teed it up. I mean, he was right there with DJ and John Rahm, and all of a sudden you're catching almost and a half times the odds of Dustin Johnson. Three short months later, I see a ton of value on him. I just went a different direction. But uh, there's a lot of guys this week with a a, a really strong field and a lot of things to like, obviously, at the top of the board.
0: The the names continue, Joe, into the 30s. You got Berger, who just won. You got Morikawa's there. You got Hovland. I like those guys, and that's where you can actually pick up some juice on the book, and you can actually make a little bit of money off your five bucks. So, do you do that though? This is—I've been told that you're supposed to be like an elite top twenty player in the world. These people are though. is yeah. fifth in the world. What the fuck? Maybe you just he's do right it. there. Yeah. What are we doing? I've got Morikawa on the bo- on the card. I Man, he's right everybody there. Everybody does. Ber- it feels like.
2: Hovland, Morikawa. Adam Scott, these guys bring their A to A-plus games, and they can win any tournament. So they are right there. You have heard a lot of people um, allude to the fact that with an elite field like this, just stick. oh Stick to what? Joe. The board. Uh-huh. You there?
0: No, I lost you for a second.
2: Okay, so cool. So what I was saying is, we've seen some long shots here, and people at longer odds have success. We've seen James Hahn, we've seen this guy Merrick, we've seen JB Holmes, we've seen these guys at huge numbers uh, come through here. But I do still think that these guys belong in that elite class, and should they bring their A game, they're going to be right there. So then, did you pull the trigger on a Burger cow or Hovland bet? Haven't, haven't. Considering Morikawa heavily, a lot after what Jason said, And I think I've seen some other people on him as well. Seems like a smart number, but just haven't bet it yet. I'm kind of taking my time because I went so heavy handed on the two guys at the top and I've got a couple down a little lower as well. So I really want to take my time and make this decision wisely on who I add in this range. Uh, what about you, Chad? Uh, well, obviously, Morikawa is definitely uh,
0: the real deal, so I would put him on my card. If I was going to just bet one guy this week and I wanted to you know have some return on it, of course, take Morikawa. You get a 33 on that. That's great, so do that. Um, do I fade a guy off of a win? I typically do, so I'm not going to use Daniel Berger. I'm not someone that's like thinking he's going to be bad. Because it's four days ago, he just was great. So, like, that's yeah. not it. It's the letdown. It's the, like, candle only can burn for so long on a guy. And then you need a new candle. The wax is run out. So, is this going to be this first time out? Could he burn hot? Yeah, sure, possibly. But we barely ever see that. Only the Brendan Todd, the, like,
2: true elites do that. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. I was so, so, so impressed with Dan Berger on Sunday. Like, he was hitting... Seemingly every fairway with ease was unaffected by pressure, hit clutch shots, um, had a couple of lip outs where he could have went even lower and he was in full domination mode. Like I've never seen him in form like that. That said, your point is valid coming off a win. Is there a little bit of natural letdown? Maybe you don't make two Eagles in a round for once. And, yeah. you know, the other thing is there's a couple missed cuts here recently. Um, hasn't played well in the past here at this course. So those things kind of combined left me off burger this week. But I really like the way he's playing. I'm going to continue to look for him, particularly through this uh, upcoming Florida swing down my way because we know uh, he's straight vibing up there. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. The boat (laughs) video, it's like even better than Bryson.
0: It's a real hype video versus like Bryson's is a fake hype video. Do you get the
2: feeling um, that they make this big deal out of, it seems like when uh, about Berger and Brooks going to like college together and being on the same college team, I kind of get the feeling they don't really like each other that much. Well, does, that, does Brooks like anybody? I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're <laughs> that, that right.
0: I feel it's more of a Brooks problem than anybody. But they asked
2: Berger about it, and he kind of like avoided the question a little bit. I've heard Brooks avoid it in the past as well. But, you know, for two guys who went to Florida State and played on the same golf team. Well, they're also, definitely not JT leaving, You know, they live two miles from each other. They both live on the Jupiter Inlet. So they're, they, they're neighbors. They went to school together. You would think they'd be best of buds, yet you never hear them see them together, or hear them talking to each other or anything. It's just kind of weird.
0: No, they're not sharing sandwiches like JT and Um, <laughs> no. uh, Speaking of Spieth, he's here in the 40 range. We could go there. We could just bet Adam Scott. What are we doing? Adam Scott, defending champion, 40 to 1. Uh, clearly, he's got good course history. Somebody that's great at golf, motivated, told us to our faces. I don't give a shit about anything except for these weeks. So, like, well, he are we doing I think he might be a good value at 40. Like I'm stupid to not add him to my card, but I mean, I like everybody and I don't want to have a scroll, Joe. I just want a card. I don't want to be trolled by the rubies of the world, making fun of people for having every single person on your back card.
2: Yeah. We, sometimes know. we uh, maybe tend to overextend ourselves a little bit, but it's all part of the game, man. It's all fun.
1: Yeah, we're um, doing this
2: I'm not, I just don't bet Adam Scott really. He's just okay. not, I guess, my brand, so to speak. I just don't really feel like I have a good pulse on him. Um, I don't like sweating him when I do have him and watching him like mm-hmm. agonize over putts and miss them. Yeah. Obviously, coming back to a place that he won, great ball striker. They tend to feast here. Good short game. It's just uh, Augusta comps, course history. Everything kind of lines up. The 40, I think, is a fair number. I'm only seeing 30 on my book right now, but uh, I'm just not on him. Nope, well, if you're
0: betting for course history and you're taking DJ at the top, then you should certainly take Adam Scott because over the last five years, he's just as good as DJ. Exactly the same strokes gained uh, course history at Riviera. Hmm. So whatever. Do it. If you're going to do it, do it for that. Do you do Spieth, though? Are we going to jump on now?
2: Oh, I can't, I can't, man. Okay. Not here, no. not here. It's just this is this is a big boy ballpark. I think that he's got his places that um, suit him well, and last week was one of them. I think he scrambled his nuts off and was, but but the approach numbers coming around, right? The ball striking, the greens and regulation are hard to ignore. Mm-hmm. It's a great story. I'm rooting for him, just not his week this yeah, week. Just, we'll
0: just enjoy the Twitter content that is created from Jordan.
2: Yeah, if I'm on, like, I'm looking a little bit further down for me. I'm looking at Scheffler. I'm looking at Anser. I'm looking at Neiman. Those are, like, the three guys I'm thinking about adding next. Um, And I'm kind of in between them. I'm going to wait and let the week play out a little bit and see kind of how things shake out in that particular range.
0: So then uh, there's a no on Hideki because we finally get him at 45. It feels like he's been 28 to 1, and, like, they just copy and paste his – odds from the week before and they should put him on in 28-1 every week. But now
2: 45 and he likes it here. He does like it here but he's just I want I don't know man. He's just he's falling into the mold of, of guys that um, they're better no, betting number just seeming. So I don't have a 45. So that's part of the answer. I have a 33. So that's well, a big, I
0: think he's 45 uh, on this DraftKings.
2: Yeah, is? I think he's on DraftKings, which is which is something to consider. All right, okay. 45, but you want someone's betting line to line up in your head with their win equity and I just feel like that's hard to get on Feinal. Um that's hard to get on Hideki normally. That's hard to get on Xander. Like let's be honest. Sure, like sure, you, sure, it's sure. 16 to 1 you're that's not his win equity. I love sure. Xander and this is going to be sound like a knock at him but that's not his win equity in this tournament at more than Patrick Cantley and Bryson and Brooks. It's not
0: No, the plus 300 for a top five is better off for uh, Xander than it is for any of these other people, honestly. Right. But okay, we don't need to go back to the top. Let's keep going. You said you like those young guys. You said you like Scheffler. He's there at 50. You got Bubba, course, history guy at 50. You got Neiman at 55. You got
2: Answer at 70.
0: Where'd you get Answer? What'd you get on Answer?
2: I haven't bet it yet. I'm considering it. I see a 66 right now. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. What the. What the hell is Tyler Duncan? Doing? That's a mis- that's a mistake. He's six
0: thousand dollars on drafting. He's <laughs> The nut low, and then you can get a top ten or, or top five with better odds. <laughs> All
2: right, well, let's talk. But bef- as we go, gloss over Duncan. holman has got great course history. I, he's down at fifty that's to mine. But let's talk about let's talk about our boy. Matt I know, Wolf. right? Is it uh, time? What the hell?
0: This is great. How. We're howling at the, at the moon this
2: week. We're going to shoot the moon? Are we? I am. I don't know. I'm asking you. I need to be talked into it because what I've okay. seen lately from them is bad is and more bad and seems to be searching. Right, right, right. Um, Okay. Okay, okay. Here, here,
0: I'll help you. I'll help you. I'll help you. Help Here's me. what we do. On the Fantasy Golf pot. Eric and I, we just give each other the amnesia pill. We eat it. Or... We talk about being abducted by aliens and being dropped back down to earth right now today. And you have no idea what happened. All of a sudden you're just like, Oh, you're told here's the betting odds. Who do you like? And you go scrolling through and you're like, well, this doesn't fucking make any sense. This guy's supposed to be good. He's better than these people ranked in the world. He has proven it on big stages. It's a California course. I mean, is there something to this? Like, The injury, perhaps, is getting people off of this. I mean, we know that the betting number is simply to get you to give money to Vegas. I get that. And I know that. And then maybe they, you know, they want to entice people, uh, hope he's still hurt. They, uh, I don't, I don't know, but at the same time, I'm betting the number. I'm coming down from planet Earth from an alien spaceship, and I'm having amnesia, and I'm going, wait a minute, and I'm waking up, rubbing my eyes, and seeing 80 to 1 or 75 to 1, and I'm doing that. It's an auto bet at 80 because he could get into contention, and you just hedge it. And somebody said, 80 to 1? That's because of the win equity you bet that alone. Thank you, uh, ATL,
2: whatever you know. LSU are. Tiger. LSU Tiger. There we go. Okay. <laughs> um you're right. You're right. My one, play the other side of the coin for a minute. Yeah, yeah, devil's advocate. me. He just, um, he, form with him seemingly. And I've noticed this ever since he got started is he gets hot in stretches uh, and can carry that from tournament to tournament. And he's a very much, I would say a confidence player. Um, I don't feel like that's there. Our guy uh, Strokes Gain Capping was it was with him on the range like a a while ago and said that he was like working hard and 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 was trying to figure something out like he was lost. Um, And I I think that's one of some of the struggles that uh, some of these young guys go through and you see guys who are very hard to pinpoint in terms of. One week they'll miss a cut, the next week they'll top 20. Then they'll miss a cut, then they'll top 20. It seems to me, given so far in Wolf's career, that uh, he's not that guy and you can kind of see him building and building and riding up the wave and coming back down the wave. I just want to see a trend in the right direction, but um, obviously, if that's, but at the same token, if he's trending in any sort of direction, he's nowhere near 80 to one. He's probably 45, 40 to one.
0: Exactly. So you could say that. So you're the 80 is like, what's going on here? maybe we just do that to do that. But at the same time, this is the beginning of the season, Joe, I could give him a, br- I could give you that argument. I could take that argument and I could ignore him at 80 to one if it was July and like, nothing has been going on where he's Ricky Fowler and you're like, why, you know, 80 to one is appropriate and they've been not doing this for a while and now they're doing this all of a sudden. It's the other way around. We haven't seen him. He came out of the break. He was still kind of hoping for having a little bit of rest. Wolf with you know, Mr. College kid two years ago. He's used to chilling and he was pissed. He's like, ah, great. The season's starting again. And I saw it in the press conferences. He was a little negative. Oh, yeah. You know, and then so this is like, hey, uh, crap, I didn't do well. Uh, maybe I'm a little motivated again and I can do anything I want cuz I'm 22 years old and I can show up to the Riviera Country Club realizing holy shit I only have so many times in my life that I'm going to play the Riviera Country Club I've, you know on my Wikipedia page so therefore this is it I got to ramp up I got to get good again and uh, what how do we-, we don't know anything about these people we don't know shit so to just bet 80 to 1 on Wolf that's what you just have to do and you have to close your eyes and you what did I I tweeted out the Biden gif it's, like, it's not yeah, gonna be easy that
2: was funny yeah that was a good gift I forget yeah, what you said it. that was good though um anyways I haven't done it yet but I think yeah. you talked me into it cool uh, let's do it
0: let's do it but we don't expect it we just know that if it's in contention then we can hedge it or whatever we want to do and if Bryson is somebody that we're considering we know we should consider wolf and especially at 80 and you can go down you can get more names do you have any other
2: flavors in this uh range yeah I got cam Davis. Okay, that's your guy. You're waiting that's for my a win. guy. I'm sort of waiting for that win. I'm stuck on it. 110, so good. T to green, man. Even when he seemingly like last week, it felt like one of those weeks after the opening round. I think he was two or three over. Where okay, like this is the week he's going to miss a cut and um, you know kind of come back down to earth and needs to regroup a little bit. No, um, the guy end up finishing like T 14. Um, he just battles. He's 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 just a really good player. I love the way stuff lines up here um, on the West Coast. Like I've talked about a number of times for these Australian guys, I was between him and Cam Smith, Cam Davis, just coming in in much better recent form. Confidence is there. Poe putting is there. Um, short game could need some work, but I'm going to take my flyer on him as long as he's triple digits and just keep going to the bank with it. And I'm just going to keep betting them. Um, that's my guy. The other ones I considered, like I said, were Cam Smith. I thought about Coke rack a little bit because I know they had some like shadow Creek comparisons with Fazio and stuff like that. He seems to be going pretty well. Francesco Molinari has kind of been making a little bit of resurgence. He's yeah, around like that. Number. Carlos Ortiz is significantly lower there, but I saw a 90 to one. I would definitely take that if I had that in front of me right now. Great course history. Um, obviously, good recent form lines up as well. But I think there's some value in these hundreds. You got anybody up here,
0: dude? I'm on the Camerons. I like Davis and Smith, there and even Tringali sometimes. Oh, champ, go. too. I mean, like this could be a Cameron week. You could do a DraftKings lineup with all those guys. But yeah. I do. I have a name at 125 to one that I probably will hit like a little more of a top ten, top five on. It's Corey Connors. I like them.
2: Okay. I thought you were gonna okay. I have another guy there, but well, I, I do care.
0: like Molinari. I have a lot of Molinari, and I'm he's I bet him already a couple times. Uh, f- different because he's you know, he's 80 on one book, he's 100 on one book, and I'm putting a little bit on a little sprinkle on Molinari, but I do like Corey Connors. And then I I don't know, something about course history Kucher is getting me intrigued at 125 to one because we know sure dude, he's won, he's a winner, and like he skipped last week. I think in an attempt to focus on this week, that's what I'm gonna play in my head. And I think at 125 to one, maybe not to win, Does but he's still got I, his wife on the bag. Oh, I don't know. Does he? I don't know. <laughs> he might. <out> <laughs> I might have to look that up before I bet it. But at the same time, Matt Kuchar loves the place. He showed up last year with no form at all. So uh and it was T two, and he's in the same position this year, kind of no form at all. I don't know. I'm not
2: afraid of it. I'm not betting Cooch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I took a little sprinkle on Lanto. You know, I'm a Lanto yeah. guy as well. uh, was 125 to 1. Yeah, I think 125 to 1. I got him at. Okay. Um, had him a few weeks ago, the top 10 for me at the Farmers, I believe. He finished like fourth in that field, which was uh, a really strong field event on the California West Coast on a longer golf course. I just. I like him, man. He's playing pretty good golf. I know he's a California, uh, was was sort of raised in that area. I, 125 to one, I can get sucked into that.
0: Okay. What else do we need to do we need to say anyone else? I know a Munoz at 250 to one is a joke, so you could
2: do that, or you could top ten that. You know, who I got two twenty five to one. <laughs> I took a little sprinkle. I think I might top ten him. Uh Doug Gim. Right. Random, but playing really good.
0: Yeah. No, I've, I've talked about Doug Gim a couple different times in the last couple weeks about like trying to figure out if is this kind of legit is this a real? Is this a real resurgence? I saw a press conference a couple years ago about Doug Gim that he was talking like, Yeah, I played practice rounds with Camp Champ. I played practice rounds with Morikawa. We're cool. We're friends. I'm beating them. I'm taking their money. So someday I know I can get up there and do it. Like literally. And I was like, Oh my God. Seriously? I like, love it. Love the comment. That was cool. And then he was terrible, Joe. He was awful. He went to the Corn Fairy tour and he couldn't get back on the tour. But I seen it. And maybe he's got that little motivation again. And he's like making
2: taking advantage of these starts. Yeah. You know who else is down there at 250 mm-hmm. who burned a ton of people last week? Um, but was right in this thing last year is H V three 250 to one. Um, he was kind of had the famous top off the 10th tee last oh, yeah. year where he, oh, like, sorry. barely cleared the T box. Yeah, he's the um, original Molinari. Yeah, the original Molinari, exactly. But um, just seemed like a really long price on him. J.B. Holmes, if, like, you really want a flyer, I don't know, man. The guy's got – I think he's won twice here, right? Yeah. I do tried
0: you? him, and I broke him out in a couple different places the last couple of weeks, and it's not been great. Yeah. So, tepid. You're, do Doc, you? We, we should talk about Doc. I um, know. Did, he, did you, um, you hear me – did you hear me talking S H I T about Doc on my first look pod today? What did you say about Doc, man? He's our
2: guy. <laughs> I know. I can't
0: decide if he's fool's gold.
2: That's what I call him. I call uh, Doc fool's well, gold. Well, listen, uh, Doc won the the USM here. Okay, you know so maybe it was a look ahead spot
0: for a couple times for Doc because he hasn't been playing that great lately. No, he that's hasn't. why his odds are where they are. Right, right. He has not been playing that great. Uh, what about Bubba's? Uh, George wanted to ask about Bubba. We didn't so really talk about
2: him. it depends on the odds yeah. for me. I know there were some early lines out there that I missed um, mm-hmm. w- when he was in the, like the high fifties and sixties to one. I like those numbers. I'm not normally above a better. He just seems to be at the point of his career when um, mm-hmm. he's focused on a lot more things and rightfully so than just being the best golfer that he can possibly be. Yeah. Um, so he's got the family. He's got his endorsement deals. He's got his TikToks now. <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah so bub was fun uh but obviously great course history here Adam george to answer your question uh but it depends on the odds you stick in front of me if i saw 50 i'd be on it
0: hey george is the guy that does the graphics he's the man uh if you want a graphic and you want a good price he charges uh a, you know he's a, he, he charges what he's worth so you got to pay him, but you got to get a good graphic out of it. So, George
2: Z's. Great graphic. For par. Yeah, he did, he did the logo. He did the logo.
0: He did the logo. He did this.
2: Did he do this or did we do this? We well, It was kind of a partner deal. He yeah, so we created came the, up with the And Yeah, yeah we so George
0: is the man. Um, are we done? Is that it for the Preferred Lines podcast, the Genesis Invitational version of it?
2: I think so, man, unless you got any other spicy takes for me.
0: No, I don't at the moment. What I do at the moment have is that you need to watch me go live on Wednesday morning on the Fantasy Golf Pod YouTube page talking ownership. I do that every Wednesday. And then you can tune in to Joe and his friend Rick Rungood at the Rick Rungood YouTube page. They talk jock market. It's called the Power Hour. Now, leading up to lock of the jock market, this is a fun, exciting podcast. I mean, I, I... Sorry, Bagels, but like it's taking my attention a little bit
2: on Wednesday nights.
0: So, there's yeah, dude, uh, tell us you know. about your show. How fun is that with Rick?
2: Yeah, there's enough room for both of us to coexist. Nagels is obviously focused on the DraftKings side of things, and we are focused on the jock market side of things. Right. So um, we just kind of run through the board. We run through some basic strategy, who we like, who we don't like. We take you right up until the IPO close, and then we talk about who we got. Who we missed um, it's a good time 815 Rick run goods YouTube channel every week we are there uh, you can use the promo code pl 10 that you see below look actually look at this whoa fancy. our guys our guys sent me a hat over there so how cool Yo, is Dave stock market what's that I was gonna ask you like Dave the the dude that runs jack market they're nice people they're great people they are awesome people man and they are very open to feedback Um, They have a great product, and I think people are seeing that, and their numbers have been through the roof. They just launched this thing uh, after the sort of pandemic break, so things are going quickly, and we're happy to be along for the ride with them and happy that they support this show. Yep, they support us.
0: Support them. Go sign up over there. Use the PL10 code and get 10 bucks for free. Join Joe and Rick, breaking it down, talking all the pricing tomorrow night, and then like and subscribe, rate and review, all of that stuff. Yes we're doing this somewhat out of the goodness of our hearts. I mean, we're not paid a lot of money to be here to prepare the content to talk to you tonight. So do the liking to the subscribing, do some rating, yeah, do
2: the liking, do the subscribing, leave a comment. We've noticed you guys have been kind of weak on the comments lately, but yeah, the exactly. Comments, we, do we
0: don't care what you say in this. Don't be embarrassed no, by commenting. It helps it the helps YouTube algorithms. Out. Yes. It helps, helps want those out. spiders to find other. Someone's commenting on this. I must show oh, this.
2: Comment. We make kidding. just, we make just enough. Uh, um, to be able to buy this program we are able to stream the show on exactly. <laughs> so uh, that's how you can help us out support it we got a little merch store if you guys want something hit me up but uh, good stuff I appreciate you man another good week good luck buddy thank you peace
0: mm-hmm. cheers Cheers, Joe. Good luck, man. Later, bud. See you on Wednesday.